Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading. Uh, thank you for again tuning in to this uh, most recent episode of our podcast, The Secret War on Cash. I have with me today a very special guest, Mr. Wes Peters. Good morning, Wes. How are you? Hey, Dean. Good morning. I'm great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. You're looking good. Yeah. I know you just re- got back from Missouri, I think, at a conference. Was Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We were at the uh, Worldview Weekend event uh, there at Lake of the Ozarks. Had a, a great visit. Got to see a lot of clients face-to-face. Um, met a lot of new people. So, yeah, it was very, very productive. Well, good. And nice to have you back with us here today. Um, a lot going on in the financial world today, Wes. I mean, I guess there's there, there always seems to be. Uh, these days, though, it's a lot more than activity. It's more a matter of, of changes, from my perspective anyway, and big ones at that. Right. We've seen the establishment and growth of BRICS, um, interest rates and bond rates making huge reversals. Corporate real estate experiencing vacancies like never before. Uh, Banking system shutting down branches like crazy, freezing accounts, and Lord knows what else. A big change that kind of slipped under the radar, though, for for the most part, I feel, was this past March when Joe Biden signed an executive order that you'll see on your screen there that many would say is literally stripping away a lot of our personal freedoms and our liberties. And in this executive order, Section 4, it, quote, sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and, per- and bank accounts and purchases, I should say, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. Seems like really <laughs> oppressive language. Right. Um, financially, this is happening through the expansion of uh, central bank digital currencies or what are referred to as CBDCs. And as the writer of this article on your screen uh, likes to call them Biden bucks, this form of currency is not the same as crypto, other than that they're both an electronic form of exchange. But those who are not in favor of CBDCs cite reasons such as lack of privacy and ability for the government to exercise complete control over our money. Wes, this is something we should be concerned about. <laughs> I, I think, or and if we should, kind of explain why. Well, not not only concerned, Dean, but uh, possibly terrified. Um, Probably you know, it's it. no secret our, our government doesn't like when people use cash, use dollars. That's why we have the peace secret war on cash. If you use cash, you're up to no good. You're trying to hide something. When we go digital, you can kiss all privacy goodbye. Uh, Uncle Sam is going to know everything you purchase. They're going to know who you do business with. They're going to know what organizations you donate and uh, support. And, you know, it's no secret our government's been weaponized and they're going to have what, what is it? 88,000 new IRS agents. Um, You know, um, maybe uh, your carbon footprint is too high. You know, um, you didn't want to get the vaccine. Uh, you were warned not to buy a gas stove. You know, uh, why do you buy, why do you drive a big diesel truck? Um, They could very easily, just like China, Dean, they could go to this social credit score. Um, China's had this social credit score for quite some time. Uh, If you have a low uh, social credit score in China, it can prevent you from buying a plane ticket, uh, getting a loan, buying real estate, 
And that's one of the, the big, big fears um, going into this digital currency is they're, they're going to know everything about you. And that ties into one of the biggest reasons people are reaching out to us and, and ties into the number one question that we receive by far, Dean. Um, number one question by far is, okay, Wes, I buy this physical gold and silver. How am I going to use this when I can't go to the grocery store and buy food? I can't go to the gas station and put fuel in my vehicle, you know, which is true. And anything's possible, but I don't believe we're going to get into a barter situation in our lifetime, but be prepared for that just in case. But the way our clients are going to be converting their gold and silver is, you know, our government's going to sell this digital currency to the American people. How, oh, it's going to save so much money on taxes because or, uh, for the taxpayer because we don't have to print money. We don't have to make coinage. They're going to make it seem like a seamless transition. Everything's going to work the same more than likely. You'll still swipe a, a debit card, a credit card. You'll still write a check. But instead of uh, the bank taking dollars from your account to pay that individual or retailer, they're going to take these digital credits, try and make it seamless. Well, sure. that comes, our clients can say, okay, Wes, Dean, I need three or four months worth of living expenses to pay my bills because you're going to have to use their currency if you have those debts. You know, try try to stop using the dollar today and see how that works for you. But the beauty right. of owning physical gold and silver, you can buy that privately, no 1099 on the purchase or the liquidation. And our clients can convert that gold and silver to that new currency as they need it, maybe three, four months worth at a time without laying all their cards on the table at once, so to speak, if that makes sense. Sure. Sure. No, that's really good. Um, and I guess, Wes, since we're on the topic of digital currencies, let's talk a bit about the article you'll see on your screen there uh, or a link if you're tuning in um, through uh, just the audio, uh, but a bit about JP Morgan and their blockchain currency. Right. In, the, in the previous article we were just discussing, uh, the CBDCs we were talking about are, are not blockchain. They're actually tracked and recorded in ledger form. Um, but CBDCs are not done in a blockchain ledger. It's, it's often touted for its anonymity and being decentralized, unlike banks. However, this opens it up to other problems, problems such as fraud and crime. And a pretty big concern for many as, as well is, is that um, it's so private that if, if there's ever a glitch, tracking it down could be very difficult. And as, as JP Morgan has now stepped into this arena to the tune of a billion dollars a day, it would seem that this is an unavoidable future for us all. I mean, is this something we should cheerfully embrace or should we run? Well, there's no doubt, Dean, there are some, some benefits and advantages to this blockchain technology, but there are also concerns, very valid concerns, like you said. And uh, Citibank just came out recently and said by 2030, uh, there'll, you know, there'll be a $5 trillion industry between tokenization and blockchain technology, uh, $5 trillion. You know, there's no denying blockchain is more, it's more efficient. It can streamline uh, processes and settlement times, cut operational costs. Uh, for example, with the uh, New York Stock Exchange, you know, they do up to a billion trades a day. And most of these trades take two to three days to settle. With this blockchain technology, um, 
they'll be able to immediately immediately settle those transactions. Um, uh, tokenizing assets, real estate. It gets sounds a little hokey, and you know it's something that's new, but they could to- you could tokenize a, a commercial building or a home, and if you wanted to sell a tenth of that home to somebody, you could sell a tenth of that token to someone. Hmm. Um, it's it's very interesting, very complex. Uh, transparency, everything's done on a ledger. Uh, you know, it's going to be transparent, very liquid. Um, uh, cross-border transactions, um, smart contracts. You know, you don't. Ha- you can immediately sign a smart contract, and and you don't have a, a delay or a, a waiting period. So those are are all good things. But the downside, the negatives, are like you are. We're getting into the regulation and the compliance. Sure. You know, um, regulators will have to establish very clear guidelines for the blockchain, um, and that's going to going to be difficult. Um, just uh, the, back in May, the Securities and Exchange um, Corporation uh, f- uh, fined Binance and Coinbase over security violations. Um, security, blockchain, it can be hacked, you know. Um, and, and again, if, if it gets hacked, it's not FDIC insured for whatever that's worth today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so privacy is an issue. Uh, the token valuation is very volatile. So there are still a lot of things with this new technology to take it mainstream into our banking and finance system. Uh, a lot of things that still need to be be worked out. Um, so there is definitely cause for alarm because if you woke up one morning and your your tokens are gone, your account's been hacked, uh, you, may, you may be on your own at this point right now. Sure. Well, Wes, you know, it's interesting in earlier podcasts, we've been talking about or discussing some of the the problems in our banking industry where uh, people's bank accounts have been frozen, monies have been removed. It's taken months and months and months to to have them replaced or or they as as of yet have not even been replaced. And, you know, as I, I don't think there's any way of avoiding what's happening with digital currencies, because that's just is the wave of the future. But what I find interesting when you talk about our banks getting into this arena, you know, what it's doing is it's basically expanding the industry as a whole, meaning like you touched on, you know, it'd be banks that are now taking on a form of transacting, not just on a domestic basis, but it even uh, promotes it on a more uh, global or uh, a basis abroad, if you will. And the, the reason I'm bringing that up is that, it, like owning and running a company like I do, they they can't manage what they already have. And we're hearing these reports come out every day about there being another problem, another problem, another problem. And like, it's almost as though the solution is, you know what, we need to, we need to get bigger. We need to do more. And yeah. it seems kind of counter counterintuitive in my opinion. Right. Right. Well, and you, you brought up a great point there, Dean. Um, we could do an hour segment talking about clients of ours who've had their bank accounts frozen, who've gone to the bank to wire money and the bank has refused to wire their money for them because they didn't think it was in the client's best interest. Right. Um, we go digital. And again, that, that, uh, that social credit score, if you're not towing the line to their agenda, what's to prevent them from shutting off your digital currency? Sure. You know? So 
Yeah, it's well, uh, and that's that's a great point too, Wes, because there there has been numerous cases where inexplicably a person's bank account has been frozen, and in the digital realm, if if there's something the bank deems inappropriate, or in, there really has been in in a lot of these cases, no explanation as to why they froze the account. Right. What do you do at that point when you everything goes digital and they freeze your account? I mean, your ability to get in contact with somebody or locate your monies becomes, you don't yeah. have the FDIC more than likely. I, I haven't heard their, their involvement with this. So where does, a, where does a depositor go to get their money or track things down? Right, right. Um, can I share a, just a, a, a true life experience that uh, was shared by one of my clients with me real quick? No, but please. So I have a client, has three stores, very successful. Um, people still pay things in cash. Um, she had tracked down a, a, a college girlfriend on Facebook through social media. They hadn't seen each other in about 12 years. So they talk about going to lunch, uh, getting together and catching up. They meet for lunch, have a great time. They both have kids now established in their careers. And the bill comes due. And my client goes to pay the bill. The waitress comes back and says, um, ma'am, uh, ran your card three times. It's been declined. She said, well, that's weird. So she gives her her personal. She tried using her business account, gives her personal. Waitress comes back and says the same thing. She said, Wes, it was one of the most embarrassing days of my life. My girlfriend I haven't seen in about 12 years just sat there and watched two of my cards be declined. I had zero cash. She had to buy the lunch that I invited her to. So needless to say, my client went right to the bank. Bank teller went and got the president and the VP, took her in the office. Now, keep in mind, I'm not going to say the name of this institution, but it's one of the big five. She banked with them for 26 years, and they said to her, what's happened is we've frozen both of your accounts. We're going to give you cashier's checks today, and you need to go bank elsewhere. Wow. And she said, what are you talking about? We've never bounced a check. We have plenty of money in both of those accounts. It's going to be a headache. I have all these automatic payments and everything that I'm going to have to reestablish. And she said, Wes, all they kept saying is we've chosen to no, no longer do business with you. And that evening, as her and her husband are having dinner and they're racking their brains trying to figure out what the heck happened, um, the only thing they could come up with is, you know, almost every day, whoever the manager on duty was would go to all three stores, get the deposits, and they would deposit cash into their business account. And every few months, they would wire money overseas to order materials for some of the products they manufactured. So they must have thought they were, you know, weapons dealers, uh, you know, uh, laundering money or something, but didn't even bother to call them in after that 26 year relationship to have a conversation like, hey, what's going on here? Wow. Wow. So and just like that, blindsided. Yeah. And, and I've I've heard several, several other examples and stories like that. It's just it's absolutely amazing how much the, the whole landscape in this country has changed as it pertains to banking. And, uh, you know, it, it's not the we've mentioned this before that people who work at banks are bad. It's, it's not that banks per se are bad. It's just, I don't know if you'd say the system has just become impersonal. Um, it, I think it's a, a reflection of personal liberties that are kind of being infringed upon and lost here in this country. Um, but again, all, all pointing back to reasons why uh, being diversified with your assets, maybe having a couple different banks that you use, uh, having your equities, having your real estate, having some metals, it, 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 being diversified is really the key. And as you've seen, for those of you tuning in or uh, for those of you not, you'll see links in your uh, in your header, headers there. 
Um, we offer a few reports that can kind of help educate you on these things. We have our secret war on cash report. Uh, very, it's complimentary. Uh, all you need to do is contact our office at 1-800-289-2646 um, or you visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. Uh, we also have a special offer, limited time for new customers on Walking Liberty Half Dollars. Uh, just a great introdu introductory uh, form of silver that you can buy at a can't be beat price. Uh, you can call and find out more about that. Or if you just want to find out more about the gold market in general uh, for your retirement account, et cetera, just contact our office again at that 800-289-2646 number. Wes, thank you for being with us today and for sharing all that information, especially that last story was very, very interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Dean. Appreciate it. Look forward to having you on with us again sometime soon. Uh, feel free to comment for those of you tuning in and to hear more episodes like this, please do subscribe. And lastly, follow us on social media as we'd love to stay in touch with you. So I'm Dean Heskin and this has been Wes Peters. Thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to talking with you next time.